Double Team Podcast. We are back. Only a short 11 weeks to the season beginning on October 24th. And now we begin our breakdown of all teams in the league. We'll get you three teams a week until the season begins. Last year, we did it a little different. We did it, um, you know, in order of the standings. And you kind of had a few weeks there of a few bummers of an episode just talking about some, some duds of teams. But now... We're going to do it alphabetically. We're going to get good teams and bad teams. We'll get them all. Um, So I think alphabetically is the way to go. It'll just have a little more diverse episode um, to give you. And this week, we begin up top with the Atlanta Hawks for Nick Wiggins. Get them out of the way. Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn are your three teams on this episode. Uh, A lot to talk about with these teams. And uh, Nick, Atlanta Hawks, first up. Yeah, man. And look, the Atlanta Hawks, they've got they've been in the news lately as well, you know, with the Siakam rumors and the offer for them and that that trade is imminent. And Gilbert Arenas went on Trey Young's podcast and said that if any other player would have done what he did to New York in the playoffs, they'd be worshipped as a god. And Trey Young said, I know too many people have a damn podcast. Too many people, <laughs> Paul Pierce, Gilbert Arenas, quit listening to these guys. Come on. I mean, okay, he's right. I mean, Nick Young, I mean, Nick Young, Trey Young, um, listen, I mean, look, he's he gets a lot of, of hate. He gets slept on by a lot of people, some of it for good reason in my eyes. But, I mean, look, he's, he's still this guy that does some incredible things and maybe does not get appreciated as he should. You appreciate him. That's why we have you here is to appreciate Trey Young. Um, That's right. Most underrated player in the NBA, maybe in NBA history. (laughs) Whatever, man. Look, the Atlanta Hawks, they've been trying to make a big move, trying to make a big splash. They bring in Quinn Snyder. And, you know, you got like Kyle Korver and Landry Fields now running the front office. And, you know, it's been, what, a four-year saga of trade John Collins. Will they trade John Collins? Well, they finally did. And, I mean, they got Rudy Gay back. So, at this point, they're not – it's just – they're just trying to clear the salary. They're not getting anything positive back because then they ended up flipping Rudy Gay to get Patty Mills. Um, And that was really their only – thing they did i mean they bring in like wesley matthews i mean yeah i mean he's, he's not gonna play he's locker he's 36 room guy, years but... old but yeah that was the thing i mean we we were like hawks do something i mean okay you finally get off collins but beyond that for a team that could not be i mean they were a 500 team in every possible way not just the record i mean that's kind of where they were and you look at the east man and and you know they were that seven seed made the play in and he yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> kind of. Um, you know, it's just I, I see some teams below them. May, well, just really Miami, but, you know, they, they didn't do a whole lot to try to get a lot better. They're not done yet, but I think well, the top... I wouldn't say they they tried. I mean, okay, right? maybe. They're but, trying and... to get Siakam all offseason. That's been the whole thing all offseason, and it's still very present. They had a really solid draft. Yeah, Kobe Bufkin, Muhammad Gouye, and then uh, Penn State guy, um, Lundy. Oh yeah. So yeah. 
not bad. They got a lot of pieces that they can move around. I think they're a little gun shy to figure out what piece they want to move. They were able to re-sign DeJounte Murray. That was like a big up in the air thing. Like, is he even happy here with Trey Young? He's got like one year left. Is he did we give up all that draft capital just to have him for like two years? And he signed a pretty player friendly contract, only taking 30 mil a year, which sounds like a lot. But when you see that Jalen Brown is going to be getting paid 68 million or whatever on his last year, and Anthony Davis, that's a pretty good contract if you're basically paying this guy half of what those guys are making making yeah. when he's, you know, more than half is good. Sadiq Bay in a contract year, they've got to figure out what they want to do with him. I I think Sadiq is going to want more than he's worth. Um, you know, I I'm not I don't know. I'm not a total believer in Sadiq Bay. I, I I like him fine, but yeah, I'm not I'm not in love with kind of the the attitude of of DeJounte Murray, Sadiq Bay. These players are are seemingly about themselves a lot. I I still go back to the initial questions of how it's all going to work with with Sadiq, well, not Sadiq, but uh DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Just don't love the makeup of this team. I just don't love it. I don't love DeJounte Murray as, as a player. I mean, you know, he the talent's there, but I just I really question the guy's mindset and, you know, team player ability. Uh, so oh, man, he loves Atlanta, man, and Atlanta loves him. He's an Atlanta guy now. He rides okay. for his boys. <laughs> a guy Does that translate to wins? Five, I don't think. Five? That, Do that's, a, that's a pretty good defender. You don't want that? I mean, okay, I'm just saying. Is that not the perfect guard to pair with Trey Young? I don't think so. I mean, I did. Who would you say would be a better fit? What type of player? Mm, I mean. Obviously not an athletic defender. <laughs> I mean, look, I just. The only thing I really am questioning and, and you know, talking about with Disney Murray is the level of, of buy-in. I mean, we've seen the relationship with the Spurs, how that ended. And it just kind of seems they like were trash. The, I get that. Okay. But still, I mean, you, there's a way to go about things. And he comes off as a guy who's, who's worried about himself a lot, but you know, you can defend them all you want, but is it going to translate is, is everything that you're talking about going to translate into more wins than they had this year? Yes. Okay. Because now they're going to have a whole offseason with Quinn Snyder. They're trying to let Quinn Snyder create the roster he wants. They're trying to get Pascal Siakam without okay. giving away anything crazy. They're trying to get off DeAndre Hunter, which I'm all for. Sadiq Bey can replace DeAndre Hunter, and you won't even think, notice anything happened. Um, like they're, they're, they, they know that they're on that fringe. Like, they're not in that contender. They're like, oh, man, if we really have a great year, we're a four seed. If we have a bad year, we're the 10 seed. Like, they're right in that same range. But they're trying their damnedest to get a guy to put them up that upper tier. And, man, if they can get Siakam for, like, you know, that proposed package, Hunter, Griffin, and Picks, obviously they're probably going to want more. That is not a lot. <laughs> I mean, but man, at the end of the day, it's Siakam on a one-year deal. Like, you can't expect but, too much. What He could easily just walk away. So what they just tried to get Siakam for, basically, on a loaner deal, would you prefer a sign-and-trade and give up more? I mean, I think I would, right? I mean, to get him for an extended period of time, I think then, okay, I'd be willing to come off of 
whoever it is they might want. I mean, man, I don't want to get up. I don't want to give up Kobe Bufkin. Um, you don't want to give up AJ Griffin. He was I like 50, 40, 90 as a rookie. Yeah. And you he's know, it's tough. Stocky as hell. You know, you can, you can try to do it, but you got to like the youth they do have. Griffin, Bufkin, Jalen Johnson. I mean, there's some, some really good young players there that could turn into possibly great players, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the talks are at a st- total standstill with Toronto, who's Toronto, man. They're just, what are you doing? What have you been doing? A, a directionless team, um, just forward heavy. That's all they've got is three players that are pretty similar. Um, so see, I we'll wouldn't see. want Atlanta to do anything for Pascal unless Pascal was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and re-sign which, or you know, sign an extension with y'all. Right. Because like, I just need that commitment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I think we've we've definitely we're at the dead period of this, you know, off season. Not a whole lot um, happening. Things still can happen, but I think uh, teams are willing to be a little more patient. We'll see if they can resume talks and get something more going. But um, where where do you have uh, Atlanta finishing at the end of the year? Well, we can do as they stand today and if they were to add Siakam because I think they're a heavy heavy favorite if Siakam were to be on a different team I think Atlanta's at the top of the list um as as 500 as they were 41 and 41 I don't I don't see a vast improvement from that or you don't think the young players get better I think they will I mean I think they will but you know you got to look at yeah could they start messing with the the Cavs and the Knicks. Could they be right with them? Could they be better than the Knicks? I mean, yeah. Can you get yourself out of the play in and be a top six seed? You know, okay. I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them 42 wins. I'll give them 43, right? I'm, I'm not going any, any more above that. I don't even really want to go much above what they were. But uh, I will call them a 42-win season. I'll say they get a game better. They're winning. They're winning 50 games. <laughs> they're gonna be a top five seed, five or four. They're gonna be right around there. They've been there many, you know, a few times before, right? The team's gonna be better. These rookies are feeling empowered by Quinn Snyder. He's going to have Trey Young playing a completely different type of game that we've never seen before, right? Shooting threes and running off ball, everything we want Trey Young to add to his game. Quinn Snyder's going to do it. DeJounte has committed to Atlanta, so now it's like, all right, I'm here. Let's buy in and let's do this thing. <laughs> you know that management is trying to bring people in to make you better, so I think that energy is just going to have them all competing, playing hard during the regular season. And I think they're going to finish uh, either like four or five seed. And then you add Siakam, I honestly think it'll probably be the same. But I think in the playoffs, like the ceiling is higher. Um, but I think that they're going to be four or five seed no matter what. Man, you are a salesman trying to sell me a Mercedes that has 250,000 <laughs> miles on it. But I hear you, big dog. I hear you. That leather I- interior is still intact. <laughs> We'll see. I'm not as much. You're the fan. I hear a little fan in you, but I do love. You're right. You're right about this. An analyst, but emphasis on the first uh, four letters of that word. Oh yeah, let's go. All right, you. uh, I you're right about the front office and the personnel. Big Quinn Snyder fan. I I do like. You know, there's been all this. 
you go back to Nate McMillan and and all the kind of questions they've had front office wise and coach wise. I like where they are now. I think it's a really solid group. So having that at the top and then work your way down. I am a believer in that. So can you be better than Brooklyn? Get yourself out of the play and yes. But then you have Miami to contend with too. You're kind of going to be in that range of fighting it out with the Knicks and the Heat. And it could go any which way. But I, I Miami, don't. Miami, they're falling off this year, man. But we'll get into that in a, in a later episode. But okay. I'm way down on Miami. All right. The Hawks will not win. They will not be. A, they're not going to be five games better than they were this year. That is my that is my prediction for the Hawks. Bad bet right there. Bad bet. All right. Let's move on to the Boston Celtics. Mm. They have the first bit of big offseason moves, right? Uh, with the Porzingis trade, that really got everything kicked off. So just like a quick summary of what they did this offseason, they really didn't bring in any free agents. They just made the Porzingis trade. And, you know, they had some, you know, they drafted Jordan Walsh um, out of Arkansas. But then they got rid of Gallinari, Blake Griffin, and Marcus Smart, and Grant Williams. So... Well, um, obviously, Gallinari and Blake Griffin didn't really play, but, right. you know, it, it's a name, right? But the big thing is getting rid of Smart and Williams and basically replacing that with uh, Chris Stapps. How are you feeling about the Boston Celtics offseason following them crumbling to the Miami Heat? Yeah, they are going full Missoula ball. Brad Stevens embracing what, what Missoula wants to do. The... Uh, emphasis on defense no longer going to be like the absolute um, goal here is going to be to get as many threes up as possible and to move quicker I think they're embracing what Missoula wants to do Um, they've got to try to you know whatever their target number is for threes in a game it's got to be a lot and you've got to make a lot and you've got to score a lot of points um, but, you know, now the depth of this team is not great to me when you get to, um, you know, I do like Derek White a whole lot. And he's now going to be, um, uh, you know, as big a part as he was. But, you know, you're going to need a lot from Derek White. Brogdon has this arm issue that, excuse me, this arm issue that, He's got to, um, you know, they say it's it's going well, I guess, but he could get closer to the season and say this rehab hasn't worked. I need surgery. That's still out there as a possibility. Um, you know, just beyond that, I do. I, I love uh, Robert Williams, but the depth on this team, it, it kind of goes goes south. And you've got to rely so heavily on Tatum and Brown. And, and that duo is constantly picked apart. Um, and just overanalyzed, but yeah, they're still going to be really good, but you take away the the heart and soul of that team and throw Chris Stapps in there and hope he, you know, hits a lot of threes. That's, that's what's going on here. And that's what they want to do. Well, I mean, so I, I think we would all agree, like in the playoffs, Derek White played better than Marcus Smart. So you're getting yeah. rid of Marcus Smart. You're giving some of those minutes, minutes to Derek White, who's probably just as capable of a defender, you know, as when it comes to staying in front of somebody and can do just as much offensively, maybe not as good a playmaker. And I don't even think Marcus Smart's that good of a playmaker. So I think that's kind of a mute. Um, 
they do have depth in their bigs, right? You got Horford, Williams, and Chris Stapps. Like, that's probably a their roster probably has the best front court, right? Um, just having all those three that you can just cycle through. I do think bringing Chris Stapps in, you know, like you're always looking for what you what can you have that can beat the best team. And the best team is Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. You bring in Chris Stapps. He's bigger than Jokic. He can score like Jokic. And he had like his best defensive year last year in Washington. I mean, the dude's, a, he's going to get 20-10 and two blocks every night. And then there's going to be those random games where he's just going off. And so just have, and with him able to space the floor, Al Horford second and three-point percentage last year, him able to space the floor. You're giving those lanes for Tatum and Brown and White to cut and drive. You could post up Chris Stapps if you need to. He's comfortable down there. I think that they're they're top heavy for sure. Um, because I mean, what's the big thing that at least I have said that Boston needs? They need a pure point and a guy to get that offense going and humming. And they did not address that. Um, so I mean, we'll see. Jalen Brown, that was another big story. He ended up re-signing on that giant Supermax deal. So they're locking it in, and I do think that, like, it's this year or not because I'm pretty sure Chris Stapps is just on, like, a one-year deal. Um, It may be a two-year or an option thing or something, but, I mean, they got to win it this year. They do. This year, next year, and, you know, just if Porzingis is there or this team – They've got this window, but it with this new CBA, it's going to close. I mean, the more expensive a team gets, the more difficult it is for your, you know, for you to retain everything you've got. You've got to start making decisions, and that will come down the line with what they're going to be paying Brown and Tatum, and and possibly Porzingis if he's there. And you know, so this is their window, and absolutely, it's it's been their window, and they've been close. Um, you know, they're now they're trying something totally different. They're they're going to be a probably top five, top three team and three-point shooting or, you know, attempts. I, I really think that's going to be their style. And they've got the guys to hit them, but just the depth, the age of Horford, the injury concerns with Porzingis, you know, you lose a guy or two for an extended period during the season, you could you could be in a tough spot where then, you know, Tatum or Brown, they're, they're really nobody is there to help them carry this team. And there's, you know, Horford ha- is great. I love Al Horford, but the age is real and the injury concern with Porzingis is real. So can these guys all stay on the court? I, I don't think so. It's just the way it is. These things happen. But I don't well, see you know, it. And, and well, people are saying that about Denver, right? Oh, they just. Just can never stay on the court together. Jamal Murray, he can't play. Michael Porter Jr., he can't play. But in that one year where everything just works perfectly and everyone's healthy, they ended up winning. And I do think that this Boston roster, if the same thing happens, because, I mean, a lot of basketball, it's all luck, right? You're just setting yourself up to have better odds. If everything can line up where everyone's healthy at the right time, this is a roster that is better than the Nuggets roster last year, is way better than the Heat roster. It's probably one of the better rosters in the NBA, and if everything can work out, then it's championship or bust, I think, for them this year. Because, me, look, we forget about Chris Stapps because he played in Washington, and then he was uh, Luka's sidekick in Dallas. I mean, in Washington, he had his best statistical year he's had, averaging like 22-11 and two blocks. 
And then, you know, in Dallas, he couldn't really get touches with Luke and the way they ran that offense, but he's a good player. Like, I, I, I'm really high on the Celtics just because I myself am high on Chris Stapps. Yeah, it sounds like you you might now be higher on them than than I, who 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 has always been high on the Celtics. Yeah. But let's not forget. I mean, Milwaukee is not losing in the first round again. I just I don't think that's going to happen. Um, they're going to be back and hard to deal with. So you you look at who they've got to fight with, and it's probably going to be the Sixers and the Bucks. And you know, I just. The depth really worries me. I just, I, I can't wait to watch them. I think they're going to be, I think it's going to work. I think they're going to be able to, you know, hit a lot of shots, but I just can't, as of right now, I just can't 100% believe that they're a championship team. I mean, they're so close, but I don't, I don't think they, I think they're going to be right around what they were. They might, you know, instead of a 57 win team, win to be a 50 to 55 win team. Not 50, but 55. I, I don't see them winning 60 games. That's not going to happen. I just um, still well, questions. Like, I mean, I mean it, 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 it Brogdon has to be healthy for this to work. I mean, he was six man of the year last year. So if you can have a guard rotation of white and you have Brogdon off the bench, you got Brown, Tatum, you got all those bigs together. I mean, in the playoffs, you're only running a seven, eight man rotation anyway. Um, and that's a pretty good one if that's what you have. I do think they could probably maybe get another guard in that uh, bench rotation, guard forward type. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not a bad roster. It's really and not. And Joe Mazzula has a staff now. You know, it's not like that quick change off Udoka, you know, getting cut or whatever. Yeah. So we, we that's clown, all positive. We clowned kind of Mazzula a lot for just being in over his head at a lot of times during the season. But you know, this is now for sure his team, and he's going to be able to run a kind of a, a style that that he wants to run. So, I, you know, they're they're going to be right there. I'm not I'm not bringing them down or anything. They're going to be right there. Um, hope they can all stay healthy. I, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Um, but you just again that it's it's an intangible that uh, Smart and Grant those kind of guys bring. It's a lot of heart and soul that you lost. So true. we'll see. So where do you where do you have them uh finishing seed wise? They're still gonna be second. They're still gonna be second. I don't think Philly they're what's going on with Philly. I mean, we'll we'll get to them at a later date, but still, I don't think anybody is coming up to take that second spot from them, but it's still gonna be Milwaukee Boston. Yeah. I mean, I think right now I have to say I'm gonna give Boston the edge over Milwaukee because they made bigger moves. And I think that that can energize uh, a team a little bit, a roster making a big move like that and signing your guy for the long term like that. Um, I think maybe they maybe feel like in their heart or something like, okay, now we got to cash the check that they wrote for us. And Milwaukee, they haven't really done much other than just say, let's run it back and later Mike Budenholzer. I'll run it back we'll as the best them. team. Run it back with the best, you know, record in the east i mean yeah you want to run that back i mean you just you you kind of crap the bed in the first round all right you just can't expect to do that again it'll they'll, they'll have better fortune next year for sure but all right so that's atlanta that's boston you know two eastern playoff teams now we'll move to another eastern playoff team which is the brooklyn nets led by 
Mikhail Bridges. This is the we're in the new era of Brooklyn. They got off KD. They got off Kyrie. They've gotten off Harden. Ben Simmons' corpse is still haunting the building a little <laughs> bit, but no, uh, he's back, baby. He's all the way back. <laughs> okay, but I think we're officially in that new era. Um, you know, over the off season, they lost Seth Curry. They lost Joe Harris. They lost Patty Mills. Utah Watanabe is in mm. Phoenix now. And they really didn't bring in uh, anyone. I think this is kind Come of showing now. where Brooklyn is heading. There was a lot of rumors that maybe they could get into the Dame sweepstakes because they have a lot to offer. Lonnie but, Walker, baby. Come on. Right. But, you know, the agent says, <laughs> you don't want an unhappy Dame, do you? He wants to go to Miami. So they bring in Darius Baisley. Uh, they draft Noah Clowney. They bring in Lonnie Walker. Maybe he can keep some of that Laker magic going. Dennis Smith Jr. Mm, still out there. Playing. Contract now. And they also drafted uh, Dariq Whitehead and Jalen Wilson out of Kansas. So what are you thinking about the Brooklyn Nets offseason coming off being the sixth seed last year? Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, you know, they're not going to be – they're not going to be a 45 win team when you look at who's behind them. And, you know, now that it's this roster is what they're going to have. It's, you know, Atlanta, Miami, and then you get down to the Chicago, Toronto, Indiana, Indiana is going to be an improved team. They're going to be in this fight for this play in too. Um, Indiana could, could leap a couple of these teams, but I just, you know, the hot start that Brooklyn was on in the se- to start the year, and then we get down to the moves made and now what they are. Still some confusion about this rotation, man. What can Ben Simmons actually bring? You know, we're at the time of the year where it's all positive talk, and he's going to come back, and he's going to be this piece that uh, getting back to his old ways, whenever that was, um, it's just now you've got a huge question of what the hell are you doing with Cam Thomas? An, an elite offensive option, it seems, when they use them. But, you know, just the the relationship there and and maybe just the kind of guy Cam Thomas is, maybe being all about himself, he just cannot be a consistent part of this rotation. He did come out and say that, you know, he'd average 25 if given the opportunity. Um, so Lonnie Walker, I like it. Noah Clowney, you know, he's a, he's a cool prospect. Summer League. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool prospect, but you know I like this team and kind of the age all these guys are. I'm a big Bridges, big Johnson fan. I love Nick Claxton. He'll be in a talk for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, but again, now you just got to look at who their competition is and did they get better from what their record was last year? No, no, their record was you know it's inflated by their early season success when they had different players. So. <clears throat> So now they're going to come down. They're going to, you know, grab their probably rightful spot of being a play-in team and fighting it out with the Bulls and Raptors and, you know, that the Heat. So not the Heat. I I don't know. The Heat are so confusing. Oh, the but, but the same teams that are there will be there again. I mean, Indiana's the one team I'll say is going to is going to throw a wrench in what was last year's play-in uh, grouping. So they're going to come down a little bit. They're not going to be a 45 win team. They're going to be a, you know, a 40 win team. Um, like, like the bulls, you know, they're all going to be right there, you know, scratching it out with each other. Um, but that's, that's kind of that. 
you know? Yeah, I mean, look, you, you, you got M- Mikhail Bridges now. That's your star you're building around. He's on a good deal. He averaged 25 points per game for you last year when he came over, plays good defense. Um, and I think that's why they were in the Dame sweepstakes initially. Like, dang, with this roster, could we just add Dame and then all yeah. of a sudden be contending? But Dame doesn't want to go there. So now, I don't know. Yeah, you, you see what Ben Simmons can do. I think after this, it's like, all right, we're about to officially write you off. Like, for real. We've been trying to do it for years. Um, but now I think this is like the final straw in does Ben Simmons have any other NBA career after this? We're going to know pretty quick. We're going to know almost immediately what he is. I mean, we're going to know, is he afraid to shoot? Is he cool to play with these guys? We're going to know. I mean, the first couple of weeks of what he looks like will tell the whole story. That's right. Cause they couldn't play him last year. Like even when he was healthy, they were bringing him off the bench as like their eighth man. Like the guy just can't. He limits everyone else so much, and yeah. he's not good enough to cater around him. But Cam Thomas, man, if he buys in at all, he could be a six-man of the year. I mean, yeah, I feel like you know he's a guy that might average thirty points per game on decent efficiency. But what is the record of that team? You're right. Yes, I mean, if he—that's what I mean. The, the buy-in, the team playing as a team player, it's got to be there in some kind of way. But man, can he score it? You know, he's that perfect bench offensive weapon that you have that can they figure out just a a solid rotation for this team and can cam and ben simmons be part of it and i mean simmons is such an, a weird thing but they're gonna give it a shot i don't know that's they'll probably win something like 36 games i think yeah i do think that you know washington 135 indiana 135 you know, Toronto's not going to win 41 again. I think they're going to come down, you know, maybe. I think eventually something's got to give with them. So, yeah, you're going to be down in that area of uh, just scratching it out for the play-in. I do love Bridges, man. He's I, I, I look forward to seeing what he does as the number one guy, and I think he's got it in him to be that number one guy. I like Cam Johnson, Claxton. It's like you've got two different groups on one team. You got the the odd the oddities that are they team guys? Can they figure it out? And then you've got like Bridges and Johnson, who you have no doubt that they're team guys, and that's the kind of guy you love on your team. Um, so it's it's weird if they can make it work. Um, it's it's. And you also you gotta know, we'll worry see. about Mikhail Bridges leaving soon. You know, um, he's definitely going to be a guy to test free agency. I think so. You got to should give him something to want to come back to and build for because he's played in the big games, right? He's gotten the taste of what that's like. So he's not going to be that type to just pull a Kyle Kuzma, you know, and just re up just for the check. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you've got these guys that do they, does this team, it's going to always be a distraction. As long as you have Ben Simmons on your team, that distraction is there. And even to a lesser degree, Cam Thomas. I mean, what are we doing with these, what we think are talented players? Can they play and can they play regularly? You know, it's just for a mid-level team, they've got a lot of eyes on them and a lot of distractions. That's right. So I well, think they they come down from the 45 wins, but they'll they'll be in that, you know, middle. I I really give it kind of five tiers to the East. You've got the, the elite and then the the Knicks Cavs and then that even more middle group and then you've got everybody else. So 
they're going to be, you know, trying to scratch it out for that 9-10 spot. Yep. Well, look, this was our first edition of our NBA season preview, off-season recap, you know, whatever you want to title it. I can't wait to end on the Washington Wizards. Let's go. Uh, to really wrap it up. <laughs> so, yeah, next next week I'm thinking uh, Cleveland, Charlotte, and Chicago. Would I be right about that? I think so. I, I can't think of another team that starts with B. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll uh, get to all them. That's um, right, man. You know, NBA season, it'll be here before we uh, before we even know it. Yeah, these man. these breakdowns will make it all breeze by and definitely give us some something to do, you know, some in-depth breakdown on. So, hope we... For sure. Done, and if there's done. any breaking news that comes out, we'll obviously address that as well. And we haven't because there isn't. There's nothing else really going on. We've got some Team USA stuff, but, you know, we can talk more about them as, as that ramps up a little bit. But Boy, Cade looking nice, I hear. Yeah, people talking high on Cade this offseason, saying he is, he wherever he goes, he's the best player there. So we'll see about all that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's that time of year where we don't know what reality really is. You're lucky they, that they uh, blackballed Trey Young from the Olympic Man, team. Trey, they, they don't need Trey him. on that team. <laughs> Oh, all right. Atlanta, we got them out of the way. There is that we can be thankful for. So we'll move on to next week and continue our breakdown of all teams getting ready for the regular season to begin October 24th. Nick Wiggins, Stephen Root, once again, you've been double teamed.